You're listening to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining me again for our second season. This is the podcast that's aimed towards women, and it's a ministry of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. And if this is your very first time listening, then I just want to welcome you. I hope you find this podcast to be of great encouragement with really practical ways to live for Christ. That's what I want it to be. And thanks to all of you who are returning, who have been listening during our last season. I'm so glad you came back. I love hearing from you. Even this week, I got a couple emails from people that were great encouragement about how the podcast has blessed them. You can also tell us things that you want to hear on the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Um, We've also started an email where you can contact us with your thoughts or questions. It's unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. So that's U-N-S-H-A-K-E-N-P-S-A-L-M 622 at gmail.com. You might remember Psalm 622 is our theme verse that helps us with the word unshaken. You can email me your thoughts, ideas, suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. Now this season we are going to kick it off talking about probably one of the most important things that we can do as believers in Christ, and that is read our directions. Now, you might be asking, what are our directions? Well, it's the Bible, of course. So today we're going to talk about the vital role the Bible should play in our lives, how to understand it, because sometimes it's hard to understand, and then how to apply it each and every day in our lives. If you noticed last season, if you listened and were with us then, we had a theme of dealing with fear, anxiety, trials. I mean, we were coming through all of the situation with COVID, and we just had a lot of scary things in our lives. And this season, we are going to focus on something different, but they kind of go together a little bit. We're going to focus on how to live peaceably every day, how to cultivate peace in our lives and in our hearts. And actually, there's no better place to start than with the Book of Peace, which is the Bible. Now, I have a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is April Klein, and I'm honored to say she is my friend. I'm especially thankful to her because the first time we recorded this, we had a few technical difficulties, but she's back a second time, and she stuck with me to do it again with all my lack of tech ability. So anyway, I'm really glad you're with us today. She is one of the main writers for the Women of the Word Ministries blog called Reflect Eye. You actually can subscribe to that whether you're a part of Christ the Word Church or not. You can find that information in our show notes and I can tell you it is full of fabulous encouragement and some really clear direction just like our podcast is on how to live for Christ. April loves the Bible. It's one of the first things I realized about her and it really comes out in her writing and since that's our focus today, I thought what a better person person to join me than April. April, it's fabulous to have you join us today. Tell us a little bit about your life and what you do every day. First of all, Julie, thank you so much for having me. I am excited for the second season of the podcast. Um, the first season was very good, so um, excited about the second. So a little bit about me. Um, I guess I'll try to hit maybe the most important things. Um, I love crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> um, anything salted caramel gets my attention. My favorite color is pink. I basically stop to pet every dog I see. Oh, no. (laughs) And I kind of like to give inanimate objects human names. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, first off, uh, yes to the peanut butter, but I'm a creamy girl. Okay, so, and, (laughs) but I think we can still be in unity because we both love Uh, peanut butter, right? Sure. And I'm laughing a little bit because you name everything around you, inanimate objects. And my daughter has a gold car, which she has lovingly named Goldilocks. So I have to ask you, do you have a name for your car? (laughs) 
I actually do, and it's a little odd because most of the time you name them after girls, like cars, boats. I don't know why that's a yeah. thing, but it is. Yeah. Um, and my car is a boy. It's Barry, and basically because it's blue, and I call it Blueberry. Oh you know? my. <laughs> Punny. Yeah, very punny. Okay, so we might share a love of peanut butter, but we also share a love of the Bible. And yes. this season, we are going to kick it off by talking about this important thing. So I actually want to start with a little story. Okay. I have to tell you a little story, okay? Stories are fun. Yeah. I think they kind of like, you get a little window into my world here, okay? <laughs> so back in February of 2020, um, before COVID and wearing masks and all of that, I <laughs> ran in to get some Band-Aids or something at my local drugstore. I saw a huge display of makeup. Now, April, you know this, and um, because you're sitting here with me. Yes. And but the people who are listening won't know this. But I'm really not a makeup girl. I really don't wear very much makeup, if any makeup. But I also am a discount girl. And I saw the discount tub, and I thought I have got to have some makeup. So <laughs> I grabbed some things. They were like 90% off, Whoa. which was great. Um, and I hadn't bought any new makeup in years, so I thought this is. I hit the jackpot. I grabbed a few things, threw them in my cart, got my band-aids or whatever else I needed, went to the checkout, got it, headed about my life. A few weeks later, um, I was had been wearing these things, you know, and um, one of the, I had some really pretty lip gloss. It was kind of like a peachy color with a little oh. bit of glitter, Ooh. like a glitter look, and I thought, hmm, I like this. Yeah. You know, it makes me feel good about myself, and <laughs> um, it was like a Q-tip application, Q-tip applicator that was like a fuzzy at the end, Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. like I've the lip gloss. Those ones. Yeah. So I was just enjoying putting them on. So one night my husband and I were out for like a date, like Friday nights we go out on a date, which has been really fun. And I was adding lipstick. Now remember this is pre-masks for all of you who might be wearing yeah. masks or have remembered this. So I was putting it on and I commented to my husband that I had noticed something kind of weird about this makeup. This lip gloss, sometimes I found it like on my chin and mm. I thought it was really strange or, and it just kind of felt dry. It didn't feel like lip gloss. And I okay. thought that must be because it's discounted. 90% off. That's right, right. <laughs> like the, you, you, you get what you pay for, yeah. right? And my husband pointed out something that I hadn't really thought of, and he said, well, does makeup have an expiration date? And I uh. thought... I don't know. I've never thought about that. Okay. So listeners, before you harp on me a long time about the fact that I didn't know that ex that makeup has an expiration date, I will say that um, I'm reminding you that I'm really not a makeup girl. Okay. So that's why. But I thought, okay, I'm going to look. So I intently began to look at this tube of liquid um, lip gloss. And as I carefully examined it and read it, to my complete surprise, I read liquid eyeshadow. Oh no! So yeah, for like three, four weeks, I had been wearing liquid eyeshadow on my lips. No wonder it was dusty on my chin, you know? Oh boy. Okay, so you probably, our listeners, and April, you probably can relate to me. We've all done something where we didn't read the directions, didn't read the box, we tried Absolutely. the recipe, put together some shelf Absolutely. without reading, and we really need to read directions. And that's yes. actually where this whole podcast is going to go today, because the Bible is a believer's direction. Mm -hmm. April, I know you have a love for God's Word, and that it's a regular, and I mean that, a regular part of your life. So I often hear women telling me that they just don't understand the Bible. They mm -hmm. just don't get it. Some of it's hard. Yeah. Um, maybe they think that it's just too difficult to understand or they only hang out in certain parts. Sure. How do you understand the Bible and what helps you or what other resources might a listener use to help understand the Bible? 
Understanding the Bible is definitely a lifelong pursuit. Um, it's crazy to me how many times I've read through the Bible only to have something jump out at me for what seems like the first time yeah. ever. So um, I think one of the first important keys to understanding the Bible is just asking the Holy Spirit to help you understand what you're reading. Mm. You're not going to understand every single thing in the Bible. But the cool thing about trying to understand the Bible is that we know the author and we can go directly to him and ask him to help us understand what he has said. Hmm. Uh, now that's, I'm going to, that's just a really good point to start with, with yes. the Holy spirit and going directly that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's basic, but it's something I've put into practice and it really does help mm -hmm. understand. I'm going to admit that I'm not usually a big user of commentaries, at least initially. Um, they can be a super helpful tool. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just not my initial preference uh, when I'm trying to understand what I'm reading. I want to hear what God is saying to me without biasing my thoughts first. Mm. I guess that's kind of my thought behind that. Mm -hmm. So maybe I don't rush to a commentary to give me the right answers, but I do listen to godly people around me um, and I ask questions because um, the same Holy Spirit that lives inside me lives inside them and often God has used his work that he's doing in someone else, another believer, to answer questions or clarify things that he's been working out in me also. Hmm. So in Bible study and small group and Sunday church, my ears are always ready to hear what God's doing in other people's lives. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because on a Sunday morning service, how you and I could walk out of Sunday morning service and both hear something different. Absolutely. That God spoke directly to us yes. through the same sermon. Yes. You know, I love that about yes. God's word that it really hits us where we're at. Absolutely. Okay. So I have heard women say that the Bible really isn't for today. Like it's, it's not applicable for today. Okay. So here's the truth. Maybe after 2020 and all that we've gone through, right. <laughs> they might change their mind on that yeah. one. But a lot of women really have a hard time seeing application in the Bible. So what are some clear directions from God through the Bible that you or I or our listeners could live out today? Wow. Uh, there are so many biblical concepts that can be applied to everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, the big one that jumps out at me right at first is gratitude. The Bible talks a lot about gratitude, and this is a concept that is always needed no matter what's going on mm -hmm. around. Absolutely. It never really goes out of style. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, gratitude can help us fight sin, can build relationships, can open doors for sharing the gospel. It's a real powerhouse concept. I mean, we teach our children to say please and thank you, and it's a foundation to their upbringing. Yeah, that's a great way to start. I mean, even the world uses the concept of gratitude. Absolutely. And so using it for God's glory in our everyday life is fabulous. Yes. It's a great one to start with. And it's an easy thing to start doing. Yeah. The second one that is equally kind of jumps right out at me is to love others. Mm. Um, it's really tempting these days to pull away from loving others, particularly yeah. strangers. Yep. It's And it's kind of a little understandable because our world is just full of people who scam people yes. and um, maybe manipulate the kindness of others. So it's hard to kind of put yourself out there sometimes. And loving others can really put you at genuine risk sometimes. Yeah. 
but it's still a direction from God that we need to live out in our lives today. And it might look different for different people. And there's plenty of people in our lives that are not risky people right, also right. that we can love. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah <laughs> those people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I kind of think of um, Luke 10 when I'm thinking of loving others. And um, in Luke 10, Jesus boils down the law to two statements. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Wow. If we could apply those two things. So then he gives the parable of the Good Samaritan. And in short, um, a man was robbed, beaten, left for dead on the side of the road. A priest and a Levite, both religious people, go out of their way to pass on the other side of the road. So Mm. to avoid this man who has been hurt. So along comes a Samaritan, and he has compassion on him. He treats his wounds, pays for any additional hospital care necessary, takes mm. him to get help. Yeah. So I've actually had a chance to play out this scenario in real life. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving home one night. It was dark. And I saw a man laying in the middle of the road a couple streets from my house. Wow. So immediately I think of the Good Samaritan, and I knew I could not be one of the people who passed by. So I had to do something. So I could clearly see that he was intoxicated. He probably had no idea that he was laying in the middle of a road. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, <laughs> I realized what I should have done was called the police yes. and stayed nearby to make sure he didn't get hit by a car or anything. That would have been the wise response in this situation. <laughs> right. What I actually did <laughs> was I stopped, rolled down my window, asked him if he was okay. He told me he lived a few blocks down and just needed a ride home. Apparently, his wife had gotten mad at him and kicked him out of the car and told him to walk home. Hmm. So I was so compelled to live out scripture in real life that I gave him a ride home. So, wow, you gave him a ride home. <laughs> I did. That's a little crazy, April. (laughs) I'm not necessarily advocating that everyone should pick up hitchhikers at all, um, but sometimes we excuse ourselves from fulfilling God's direction because of what bad things might happen, or because someone doesn't deserve our love, or because they can't repay our love. And if my mom is listening, I am so sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I will never pick up a hitchhiker again. I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story because you're right. How easy we just overlook the things in our lives, sure. and we end up becoming a little selfish. And so I think what you did was very kind, and really, God called you to do it. I believed so in the moment, yeah. and He yep. did keep me safe. And um, you know. Who knows what God does? Absolutely. That's good. All right. Anything else? Oh, man. I think along the same vein, they're all kind of like similar paths here, but forgiveness. Oh, yes. (laughs) Forgiveness is just a really practical way to live out God's direction in your everyday life. I love being the recipient of forgiveness. Oh, yeah. But sometimes I get really stingy giving it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the cross, Jesus asked his father to forgive those who had crucified him. Any hurt or injustice that I can conjure does not compare to the suffering and crucifixion of yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So we are directed to forgive over and over, 70 times 7, with no qualifiers, excuses, or justifications. Yeah. 
Amen, my friend. I'll tell you, they that is some really practical ways to live the Bible. I know that I personally have been working on forgiveness in my life. And I actually think the key word is work because mm, I think it's yes. a daily work. Yes. It's not something we can say, I'm done. I've forgiven completely. Right. It takes effort and it takes us purposing. One of the things that I've done to help me is a verse that I taught my kids a long time ago is Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. But the last little parts, what I really love, it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's actually on a little pink note that sits on my desk. And um, sometimes I move that note around with me, like to my kitchen sink too. Uh, And I reference it frequently because if I'm struggling with forgiveness, I need my directions to remind me Jesus forgave you. So you need to forgive. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay, so April, I just gave you a really practical way that I live out God's Word in my life by using my little pink card, okay? Um, But how do you use the Bible in your everyday life? You work full-time, and you have a house, and you have a dog, and friends, and family, and tell me a little bit about how you do that. Okay, sure. Um... Wow. So I guess here's where I'll make my shameless plug for our Reflect Eye blog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Commercial. Yes. Commercial. <laughs> um, this blog is an example of how I use scripture in my everyday life. God has a way of showing me real life examples of his word all around me. Yeah. And so here's kind of an example of what I mean. Another story. <laughs> okay. Stories are great. I love them. <laughs> so I had a bird build a nest in my backyard on my little light that goes to my backyard. And um, I've been watching the birds and the little baby birds grow up and Aww. everything. And they're super cute. Um, but there was one little bird left in the nest. And oh, I no. happened to be um, probably going to let my dog out or something. And I noticed there was, like, commotion in the backyard. Okay. So I saw, I glance, and I see um, this little bird who, of course, I named. His name is Eugene. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so poor little Eugene is in this Aww. nest. And there there are birds flying back and forth, swooping, flying back and forth. I mean, huh. like 20, 25 birds. I mean, oh no! That's... I felt like a kind of a like a Alfred Hitchcock was... movie yeah. reference here. No, I was just gonna say. <laughs> did you listen to me talk before in the Faith Over Fear talks about how I hate birds oh, around yes. my head? Yes. So now I'm fearful. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Keep this, going. The story has a good ending. Okay, what Poor happened Eugene. to Eugene? So almost like I just I, I took a step back and it's like these birds were encouraging Eugene, Eugene like yeah. okay look this is how you fly you can right. do it you know all this stuff and my first thought was um, who tweeted out the um, location for oh, everyone geez. who tweeted <laughs> okay honey yes that's right um, but the second thing was just how much we need other people in our lives to yeah. do the very same thing we need yeah. that encouragement sometimes it's hard to take that step of faith outside of the nest right and you need you need people on your side encouraging you and showing you that hey you can have this faith and Absolutely. That's one huge example that God used in my life. That's fabulous. 
Um, so yeah, that's one example. Um, God's word can play a part in everyday life in simple ways too. Like yeah. your card, like your verse yeah. card. I mean, one simple thing. Um, I kind of do a similar thing. If I'm struggling with a particular sin, I'll write a verse out and put it somewhere prominent. My refrigerator, my bathroom mirror. Um, FYI, dry erase markers work great to write on mirrors. Yes, so. not Sharpies. Not Sharpies. No. <laughs> not Sharpies. I've done that though. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, even like at work, I have some taped to my computer monitor okay. because I spend so much time in front of it anyway. Um, right now I have a verse on my monitor that's about giving thanks, um, in everything because at work I was finding it easier to criticize and harder to appreciate. Mm. So I had to make it cute, of course. Yes. And we've already established that I like puns. So it's actually a picture of a little whale. And it says, whale, thanks. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that's good. You might as well enjoy it when you put it up there and laugh at the pun that you put there. Absolutely. And, of course, it quotes then First Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, yeah. for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I, I love that practical example of just a place you are every day, which is, your, yeah. well, maybe not every day, but many days you are at your desk at work. Yes. And this is where you find a sin creeping, mm. and this is how you use the Bible. Yep. And I know for me, that's how it is too. And, you know, maybe we struggle at different times with different sins, sure. you know, and what a great thing to do is to pull that verse wherever it is, whatever it is and use it somewhere, stick it. I mean, there's lots of places to put it. I love that. Yeah. It's a great thing. <laughs> um, in fact, if you remember back, I, I think you probably listened to the episode that I did with Katie Lowell Yeah. and she talked about from worry to worship. And one of the things she said in that episode that I loved and I actually applied is she made a... Um, notes on her phone of verses mm -hmm. that would help her when she was struggling with worry. Mm -hmm. Now you can do that for anything. If you're struggling with anger, if you're struggling with, you know, gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, you're being grumpy about things. You can have a section on your phone because we almost all of us have phones yes. and we can have that readily available. So yeah. I think yeah. that's great. All right. On our um, Facebook page, um, which is Unshaken Podcast, I'll give you my own uh, shameless plug right now. <laughs> nice. So go sign up. <laughs> we had one reader comment that they want to know how to structure Bible reading and prayer into someone's day. So I wanted to get your perspective on that. What do you do with that and how do you fit it in? I've done several different reading schedules. Um, if someone's new to reading daily, um, I suggest like going with a structured plan. Yeah. That way you're not trying to figure out what you're going to read and then your time's gone to read. Sure. Um, that's a good point. <laughs> there are a lot of Bible apps out there that will give you specific readings every day. Um, when I was in high school, I was challenged to read my Bible all the way through in a year. And no one had ever really said that to me before. I honestly never thought about the fact that I read so many books cover to cover, but I hadn't really thought about reading the Bible cover right. to cover. And maybe that pace is too much for someone starting out. That's fine. Yeah. Read a chapter a day or a page a day. Yep. Um, that makes it real simple to break down. Um, just start checking the box every day that you read. I find it satisfying to literally check a box yes. so I can visually see progress. Um, so that might be helpful for someone. Uh, for someone who's maybe been reading for a while wants a different challenge, I like reading through the Bible looking for a specific thing. So several years ago, I really had a hard time like seeing and accepting God's sovereignty. So I decided that I would read the Bible all the way through in a year and I would highlight every occurrence of God's sovereignty. That's the one thing I was looking through 
looking for all the way through. Okay, wow, that's a great idea. So I thought, you know, I'll find a couple. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised how many verses I highlighted that year. Hmm. But because that was my focus, the Holy Spirit just kept revealing examples all over the place. So maybe there's a sin I'm struggling with, or I want a deeper knowledge of God in, in a certain area. I would make that a focus for the year. And now would you keep a journal or write these down or or just highlight them somehow special in your Bible? Yeah, so I think at this time I was reading in the app so you can choose different colors. So oh, yeah. I highlighted in a specific color. Right. Um, but definitely in your Bible would work or keeping a notebook. I find that if I'm reading in the morning, sometimes um, I don't have a lot of extra time to yes. like have a notebook and write stuff in it. So, um, but whatever is going to work for you to remember yeah. and retain. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great idea. So, like right now, I'm following a couple plans. Um, one's reading through the New Testament um, in 90 days. And I'm reading this with some other ladies in the Bible app. Um, and actually, you're one of them. I know. That's fun. <laughs> um, I think it's an excellent way to keep accountable. So if someone's really um, starting for the first time or restarting mm-hmm. a daily Bible habit, having somebody else reading with you is a great way. Yeah. Um, and then also I'm reading through a chronological plan. Um, it was supposed to be a one-year plan, but I think I'm falling behind with trying to keep up with both. Yeah. But the important thing is that I check the I read my Bible today box every yeah. day. And not get so hung up on the, the months with which you do it. Right. But just be consistent to read something every day. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when my kids were little, it was just my goal to read something every day. Yeah. Because it's sometimes you just your day goes so fast. So even if it was like three verses and I... I plopped down and read those three verses. I started there. Yes. You know, so I think that's really, really good. It's important to just start. Yeah. Now, some women also find it challenging to just read the Bible. Um, You know, it might be easier to read a devotional Mm -hmm. or a book about the Bible or another person's words about how they understand the Bible. Um, And I'm not saying that books don't have a place because... You know, I love books and I love to read. They are very helpful. But I guess I wonder how important do you think it is to actually read the Bible and why? Um, I love reading too. We're, we like peanut butter. We love reading. We're, you know, soulmates. We're freaked out about the birds. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking of the birds. Yeah. Um, and I am such a relational person that I soak up personal stories like a little sponge. I can't get enough. Me too. So it is often it is so easy to turn to a devotional or other book instead of scripture. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but I do like to look at it like this. So Julie, you're sitting right in front of me. Um, if I wanted to get to know you, I have the opportunity to sit here and ask you questions and speak directly to you. I have full access to you. Well, maybe mostly. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how many people you want to tell about the eyeshadow oh, that's thing. Right. Yeah. We'll just keep that between you and that's me. That's right. <laughs> um, but what if I said, Julie, I really want to get to know you. Like, I'm so excited about getting to know you. And then I got up and I left the room so that I could scroll your Facebook page. Oh. Because <laughs> I so desperately wanted to know you. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. learn some facts about you. Sure. Um, but 
I have the opportunity to get to know the real you. So it'd really be silly not to just yeah. go straight to the source. That's a really good way to look at it because yes, books are helpful sure. on the outside edge, but just straight straight up reading the Bible helps us really know God. Yeah. It, it leads us to the actual source. And I mm. think that's a great example. Yes. You know, um, as a mom, I just, I just want to share how important it is to read the Bible with our kids. Um, I know that when I was a young lady, uh, as a teenager, my mom uh, read the Bible. She faithfully got up at four or five every morning and read oh, her wow. Bible. This, she was very disciplined. She still is. And I remember that no matter what I did in my teenage years, she had a Bible verse to go with it, <laughs> which didn't always make me happy. Sometimes it was a little irritating, to be honest, and I'd roll my eyes. But you know what? I'm so grateful for that because mm. what she did is she taught me that the Bible is applicable yes. in any situation. And um, her reading her Bible was really a good example to me that really propelled mm. me to want to read my Bible. And I think because I've been diligent by God's grace to keep reading my Bible, I've seen uh, my top, I have six kids. My top four kids are all old enough to read well and they read diligently. I was reading through the Bible this year and um, I invited even one of my daughters, I invited all my daughters, but one of them signed up, she's 14, uh -oh. to join me in reading the Bible through this whole year. And man, she's kept up. Nice. In fact, sometimes she'll say, Mom, I noticed that you, you didn't read the Bible yesterday. <laughs> Ooh. You know, are you doing okay? You know? So she's kind of like my personal little accountability partner in this. But Very good. But I, I think the technology we have mm. right now to do those things and keep accountable helps us to stay in the Word consistently. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So listeners, hey, it's your turn now. Now, I want you to head over to Facebook, our Facebook page, and let us know how you find time to read your Bible, when and where you do it, and what are your favorite books or passages in the Bible. I mean, this is just, we want that Facebook page to kind of be a place where you can dialogue about what we've talked about mm -hmm. and even share further. I think that would be great. We'd love to have you join us on that. And then I have something really exciting. Okay, Ooh. here's my commercial. Commercial! <laughs> so, um, you've ever heard of the game Words with Friends? Yes, of course. Okay. So probably lots of people have heard of that, but we're starting something new. Um, it's called Bible Reading with Friends. It's oh. hashtag Bible Reading with Friends. And if you remember our very first episode, we had Wendy Folk. She's the Women's Ministry Director at Christ the Word. And she was on and we talked that very first episode. And this past summer, summer of 2020, she started something um, called, like, Read the New Testament this summer. And uh, it was on Facebook. And oh. it was a Facebook group. And she had over 240 women who joined. Wow. And these are not just women from our church. They're women from really all over that just had a passion to read God's Word. And I've oh. watched. I'm a part of this group, too. And I've watched the dialogue, which mm -hmm. has been really cool. People asking just very honest questions. You know, I don't understand this passage. Someone help me. And then someone swooping in and commenting. And of course, it's wonderful to do this in real person to person. Yes. Yes. But I think it was something women needed this summer with the 2020 and all the things happening. Absolutely. They needed the encouragement and it was a great way to use it. So we're starting our own hashtag Bible reading with friends and um, you can join us and we're going to start today, which is October 1st. And um, we're, I'm really excited about this. You can head over to Facebook. You can join her, look that up, hashtag Bible reading with friends. Um, and even if you are listening to this a little late, you can probably find that still and you can join in. Um, yes. We're 
wherever you are. And if for some reason you don't have, like you have spotty internet or you really, you're not on Facebook, <laughs> here's what I challenge you to do. Grab a couple friends and make a pact, okay? Make them be your, your Bible reading posse, That's okay? Right. <laughs> and, you know, have them keep you accountable to read and keep going. Um, make a little text group or an email group or some other group, I don't know, where you can share and keep doing that. I think there's really three good reasons to do this because mm-hmm. it helps us. Number number one, it's habits take about 21 days to form. So reading, right. being disciplined to do it really helps us. And if you want to be disciplined to read the Bible, you got to build a habit. Yes. And just like you mentioned, April, earlier, mm-hmm. reading with other people helps us understand the Bible yes. because we hear what they're thinking, how they're applying it, and it helps us to process through. So that's really good too. And then, hey, if you gotta be on Facebook, why not use it to your benefit, right? Yes. I'm sick of political posts. Yes. I don't know about you, but um, I'd much <laughs> rather see a you know reminder to read my Bible than some meme about some political guy yes. somewhere. So see, so we're gonna rev it up a bit, and I want to challenge you listeners to take on this challenge. Whether you follow, join me on Facebook, mm-hmm. or maybe you get your own little posse together. Um, what are you gonna do, April? Well, since I am not on Facebook, I'm okay. gonna get my own little posse. Good. I think that's great. I might even come up with a clever name. Maybe yeah. it'll be a pun. Oh, of course it will be. <laughs> yes, it will be. I can't wait to hear what it is. Okay. April, it was really great to have you on this episode today. Thank you, Julie. I enjoyed being here. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm thankful for your encouragement to read and to build this as a habit in our lives. It's just really good advice for any of us because no matter where you're at in your Christian walk, whether you've read the Bible through every year for the past seven years, yeah. you know, just keep going and, and maybe do maybe do what you suggested about finding a specific topic to look mm, up. Yep. Or maybe it's your first time reading the Bible and you just need to start with a little chunk. Yeah. This is what this is what it what it's about is reading the Bible. I know that our listeners will all be blessed to hear your thoughts and insights. And hey, you know what, listeners, something else I want to tell you. Next week's episode, okay, season two, episode two, is a really cool one because it's April's personal story, and you are not going to want to miss this. It is called Not Your Cookie Cutter Life. Maybe your life echoes April's and your life is not playing out as you planned. I just will guarantee you that next week if you listen, you will be encouraged and you will laugh out loud, um, just like I did when I listened to it the first time <laughs> and I had it in my ear, ear pods and I was working in my garden and I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy because I'm <laughs> laughing out loud listening to your talk. But And I think you also will be challenged to live as April lives as she trusts in God's plan for her life. April, would you pray for us today before we are done with our episode? Yes, I'd be happy to. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word and just leaving us with something that we can get to know you better through. And um, Mm -hmm. thank you for women who have a desire to know you through your word. And I ask that you help us all to step up and take this challenge to read more and to dive deeper and to just find ways to love you more through your word. Father, bless us as we take the challenges in your word and apply them to our daily lives. Help us open our eyes to see opportunities to do that and strengthen us in our faith um, through this reading and these these new challenges that we are about to take on. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, and ladies, remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.